everyone. Welcome back to Best Friend Stuff. This is episode three, audience and approval. And today I have a special guest. It's one of my very close friends, Elizabeth Ritchie. I've known her since middle school and she also plays soccer at the same high school as me. She's on the girls varsity team. Great person, great athlete, great Christian. Um, so without further ado, here is Elizabeth Ritchie. Hey guys, um, I'm Elizabeth or Ritchie. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, I, like he said, I'm a junior and I play soccer. Um, and yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just get into it. Um, so, a few things we're gonna be going over is basically honest and approval, like every episode, whatever the title is. That's our main point. Um, and so we're gonna go over phrase AO1, which is. A phrase that Richie will get into, why it's important to her, where it's applicable in her life, and then we'll kind of get into biblical standpoints on how our audience and the approval we expect from them plays a vital role in our life. So first off, what is AO1 and why is it important to you? And yeah. So AO1 means audience of one um, or the audience of Jesus. And I wear this phrase on my wrist, taped to my wrist, well, on the tape of my wrist before every soccer game I play. I started this last fall, and I thought, originally, I'm going to be honest, I wanted it more for people, I wanted to wear it more for people to ask me what it meant and for me to tell them what it meant more than for me to under, really understand what it meant. So I was really looking for somebody to be like, oh, what, what's on your wrist? Like, what does that mean? And then for me to be able to tell them about Jesus and tell them why I do what I do and why I do the things that I do. Long story short, that didn't happen. I wasn't asked that at all the entire fall season. So I felt really discouraged when that happened. I really felt like I disappointed God. I felt like I should have worked harder to, like, talk about what it meant and to really make it more of a statement rather than really understanding why it was important to me. Um, and so now I can say that I wear it on my wrists because I want all of my actions, all that I say, all that I do to be for the audience of Jesus. One. And just a quick follow up to go along with that. Now that you've gotten to that mental state, do you wear it now as a reminder to continue to just remember who you're playing for or just as a reminder of why the game's important or like is there some significance that you've now formulated into that wristband? Well, I would say now I definitely can see myself wearing it more as a reminder that I I'm not going to be perfect and nothing I do is going to be perfect, but if I'm doing it for the audience and the approval and the glory for God, then, then I can really focus on the game itself rather than, you know, how I was looking at it before about how um, I just wanted people to notice it and to, like, talk want to talk to me about it. So... Pretty much AO1, how it talks about audience of one, how we're pretty much playing with 
the mindset of glorifying God through how we play and kind of zoning out anything we may hear from other people. Because when we get that negative feedback, often we like to knock ourselves down and it's just really, yeah, it just gets harmful. And that's one of the biggest things. And not everything you do is going to be an action of God. There's still going to be the distractions and the barriers and the roadblocks thrown in our way through sin or through the devil. And part of that is, are those degrading comments? They're going to be people sent into our life meant to try to knock us down. When, if we can remember that these negative comments that we're going to hear or any negative feedback or anything that's not going to help us grow, if we can remember that these are all worldly comments and they're not going to matter, we can then restructure our focus on Christ. So, going off of this, what is your viewpoint on people's audience, or when you're playing in front of an audience of people, how do you feel like that plays a role in your actions, and do you see any sinful traits, and what positives have you seen built out of it? Yeah, so I think we get really caught up in worldly things and earthly things. I think we tend to get really caught up in people on this earth and things on this earth and putting our identity in what people say about us and what people think about us and how that really messes with your brain. Like that really sends your brain into such a negative mindset because when you're only filling your head with those negative things being said about you or the not getting asked by a certain person to prom or not all the negative things that are happening in your life you'll never be able to focus on what God actually is doing in your life and the positive things that he's doing in your life and then when we put our identity and our confidence and our faith in Christ No one can take that away from you because you are so secure in who you are when you are His. And I think that's really important to remember because we often, like myself included, I am not perfect. I'm not here to say I'm perfect. I'm not here to say that I'm better or that I'm more educated or anything like that, but what I have experienced is when I have put my identity into worldly things, my relationship with Jesus really, it doesn't benefit from that. It really kind of tanks from it because you're taking away what he is saying about you and basically saying what he says about you is wrong. He made you perfectly in his image. So to say that he is wrong I mean I don't think that hurts his feelings like <laughs> um so yeah. I don't know if that answers your question yeah and then that's kind of what you were getting to at the end there that's when you get to the sinful opposite of when it comes to other people's approval and when you're always performing in front of an audience because naturally as humans we want to be better We want to strive to be better than others around us. We want to strive to be the best person we can be. And there's positives and negatives. It's how everything works. And as much as science and faith and religion are intertwined at the same time so different, we can see different statements throughout our life that may not have a religious connection to it, 
but if you look, it kind of relates. Like how with science, how every action has an equal and opposite reaction with every like positive outcome that can come in a scenario through our faith, there can still be that negative of sin. When, when we're trying to perform for an audience, that goal should be to perform for the best of our ability to glorify God, not us going around and trying to play because, oh, there's that cute girl in the stands that I really want to play good for because if I score five goals tonight, I might get her Snapchat. Who knows? Like, people often get misconstrued. They're trying to find these new ways to do it. Or with college recruiting, people may be like, well, my friend has a scout at this game, so if I play good, I might get the scouting. Or, well, this scout just flew down two hours to play to watch me play. If I play really, really well, maybe this can change my focus. When our focus should be on God, but there still are the worldly things that are going to become important in our life. Just we can't lose sight of that our final goal in life is to spend eternity with Christ, not what we're going to do in the next stage of our life. And as much as those things may allow us to continue to glorify God more and bring a light, we still have to make sure they're not getting in our way and becoming roadblocks to our growth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so branching off of that, um, uh, what are ways you can see in scripture that can help you boost this mindset of not necessarily ignoring the feedback others have for you because there are going to be the people in your life that are going to give you positive feedback, but rather how do you take this mindset that's going to help you not just as an athlete or a student or really just in any relationship, how do you find ways to just grow and ignore this negative and unhealthy versions of approval and audience in your life? Absolutely. Um, I love scripture. I love taking things from scripture because... I feel like you can't really say that scripture's wrong. So, this verse is from Galatians 1, and it's verse 10, and this is the ESV version. And it says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I think that's really important, because I think that really puts it into perspective that we can't serve man and serve Christ. It's just not possible because you can't put your identity in both of those things. I think identity is really important because what you... Like what you put yourself in helps shape you and mold you. Yes, what you put your identity in and what you put who you are in is ultimately how you're going to become. Like... What you input is what you output. And so I feel like this is really important because it really makes you stop and think, who am I doing this for? And I know we've talked a lot about this on a soccer field. That's just where, you know, that's that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that kind of is a lot of our life. So that is what this revolves around for me. But it definitely could be taken in any aspect of life to... to walk into a room and you know be bad analogy 
or like you could walk into a classroom and you have like those like two or three kids that you're a little bit closer with and they're like, hey man, how are you doing? How's your day? Oh, great game last night. But then that other person on the team walks in or that classmate who everyone loves more than you comes in and I know you're seeing, oh, everyone in the class is talking to him. Everyone's wanting to say hi. And that's once again where there's that balance between the sin and the healthy way of taking it. And as I've talked about in the last few episodes, everything in this is going to be intertwined. And a part of trying to serve Christ instead of serving man is a part of being that light on the hill. Being able to provide that light, being able to glorify God through our actions, it just allows that positive mindset to continue to grow. And with that comes greater faith. It comes that ability to help glorify God in our actions and just kind of just have that all around better life because I know personally for me when I was in my darkest point these worldly commodities of trying to become that athlete everyone loved it didn't work like I mentally still just wasn't where I needed to be but then once I started shifting from putting my identity in worldly commodities and shifted it to putting my identity in Christ it changed absolutely I think you know I really I'm going to be honest, I had no idea what a relationship with Christ looked like. I, I've always known Christ. I've gone to church all through, you know, since I was born, I've gone to church and I knew who Christ was and I knew who Jesus was and I knew of him, but I did not know him. And it was, it wasn't until seventh grade when I really, at a church weekend, um, when I really was introduced to what a relationship with God looked like. It is a actual relationship. I mean, it's it's like a relationship you have with an with another with a friend. Like it is some somebody that you can talk to and somebody that you can rely on. But what's different about a relationship with Christ is it's constant. You never have to worry about it changing or it going away or, you know, when your friend when you go to college and you and your friend are 5,000 miles apart, you know, and you're not seeing them all the time, it's going to be hard to keep a really close relationship. But with God, we have him with us all the time. We can talk to him all the time. We can talk to him while we're driving. We can talk to him while we're in class, even though teachers probably wouldn't like that. But you know what? It's okay. (laughs) But I feel like your relationship with Christ is so different and so special and it often gets misinterpreted as a perfect relationship where, oh, if you have a relationship with Christ, you do nothing wrong. Like, you can't, you can't go party. You can't go drink. You can't go, you know, do these things, these worldly things. When in reality, when you have a relationship with Christ, you know that those worldly things will never bring you satisfaction. Because the only thing, the only person that can bring you satisfaction is Christ. And... I think that's something that, I mean, a lot of us struggle with is putting, I mean, I know we talked about it a lot, but putting our identity into what others say about us when in reality, all that matters is what God said about us because he says that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. He says that we are made in his image. So his image is perfect because he's Christ. And (laughs) I just, I think it's, the value of a relationship with Christ gets neglected 
when we start, you know, putting our identity in other things. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, that's a really good point. Um, and what she was kind of talking about at the beginning there, how it never leaves, exactly what this podcast is around, best friend stuff. It's that greater relationship that's greater. And this is a quote. I'm going to use it real quick. I love it. My pastor, Bill Pardew, says this every single time he's about to read scripture about how the word is greater than anything we'll ever read in a magazine, movie, or novel. It's just greater than anything you'll ever experience. It's greater than anything you'll ever watch. It's greater than anything you'll ever read because everything in it is true. And I don't know about you, but I think the miracles that happen in the first part of the Bible are pretty dang cool. Um, and yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like putting our identity in Christ doesn't, mean that we still have to pull away from those friendships like everything we've just said about how we focus and put everything that we do into Christ's identity don't take that as for me to be a good Christian I can't try to make my friends happy whenever they're around me that's not the case when we're trying to glorify God we should be having a good time with the people we're around because that's when Christ in relationships come into play our like God's goal for us in our relationships is for everyone to grow out of it. It's not supposed to be a negative environment for anyone in that relationship. It's supposed to be if I'm in a relationship or a friendship like I am with Richie, we're in this together. We're in this to be able to help bring each other up. And that's the thing. Like people often misconstrue. Oh, well, since they're just my friend, I'm just supposed to go do stuff with them. But then like that girl that I date, that's the one I can go like tell all the sad stuff that happens. That's not the case. We're called as Christians to be there for anyone, how we're supposed to love our neighbor, how we're supposed to love those who agree with us or disagree with us. So that's when there's that misconstrued, there's that midline in between what the Bible tells us and what it doesn't tell us, that fine line that you have to really look for because we're called to be there for everyone, not just significant others. So that's when there's still the whole, your approval from others matters, but it should matter in a biblical sense, not a worldly sense. It should be Fact. based around growing instead of your image gaining. Absolutely. Um, no, I think that's so important. And how you're talking about, like, friendships. I feel like it's really important to be able to call your friends out on things that, you know, we should be... We should be there to be brutally honest, if that's yeah, what you're trying I to mean, say. Yeah, I mean, like, I... No offense, but I constantly, like, am brutally honest with Rylan Scott. I tell him as it is, straight up, because he, like, you're one of the closest guy friends that I have in my life, and I care about you, and I value your friendship, and I want you to have a relationship with Christ, and I want you to succeed in life. And so, I think it's important to be able to call your friends out and say, hey, like, what you've been doing this is what the word says about that. Like, this is, like, that's really not, that's not how I know you. That's not, you know, what you normally do. Like, who? Yeah, well, like, and that's how you get to the healthy point of approval. Because Richie calls me out a lot, even though it hurts to say. Um, <laughs> but it's because we're all human. We're all sinful. And that's when approval gets healthy. Because we should be in relationships with people to where, 
we're willing to call them out and be called out for any actions we do or situations that aren't good for us. Like, that's when asking other people's opinion or if they approve of something or not becomes important. Like, say someone's in a new relationship and that girl or guy, depending on whatever you do, is just not, like, healthy for you. It's not helping you grow as a Christian or just grow as a person. That's when your audience matters. That approval matters. And your community matters because, like I said earlier, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, the things that you do, what you are putting into your mind and into your body is what you are going to output. Like, who are you, who you are surrounding yourself with is who you will become. If you are surrounding yourself with drinking and drugs and violence and things like that, you will become that. And that is the people, that's the kind of people that you're going to attract. But if you are deliberately seeking Jesus and you are ultimately glorifying God in everything that you do, you will draw those people. You will become friends with those people. I cannot give God glory enough for the friends that he has put in my life because we truly are we're found in him like that should be our focus and that's why for me it hurt so much last episode when I had to cut y'all off and I had to be like hey but this is going to get covered in the next episode I'm sorry I don't want to go too much into it because this is why Christ centered relations are important our community is important it's like the point that I'm probably going to continue to bring up in each of the episodes about how a church is not a building or a location it can be anywhere we want to be a church is just a gathering of believers or a group of fellowship where we all believe in the same thing and we're all there to grow in our faith right and now this car is our church right now <laughs> exactly like right now we're literally filming in Richie's car. You mean we're recording. We're not filming. Recording, filming, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it can be anywhere. As long as you're there to glorify God, it can be considered a church. And in all honesty, this is just my opinion. So don't take this and make it, like, the next verse or scripture out of the Bible or God's spoken words. But I personally see in my life about how any environment we surround ourselves with should mimic a church we should be there for the betterment to grow and you can still go and have fun with friends and you don't have to do things that make you look cool your friend group should be people where you can go and hang out and just laugh and enjoy each other's company and just have a fun time without having to do dumb decisions that may hurt you later in life which like you can still jump off of cliffs into a lake or do sketchy rope swings if that gives you a thrill because... We do that. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not doing anything to harm your relationship with Christ. You're not doing anything he tells you not to do because one of probably... This is straight out of scripture and probably one of the lesser known things, but scripture tells us to obey the laws of the land. So even though people may be like, oh, well, it doesn't mention this specific thing in the Bible. It can't be a sin. We're still called to follow the law. So find that good gospel community where you can have fun with others and not have to make bad decisions. Yeah.